All right. So let me tell you something. As far as the jellies go, how do you feel about a peanut butter sandwich? It can have jelly on it. Only one kind, though. What's the one kind of acceptable jelly for peanut butter and jelly? Concord grape jelly. Yes. What is Concord grape jelly, Alex? So my friend Brandy (laughs) went out and got uh, donuts from her Amish market, a a competing Amish market to my Amish market where I find only joy and full-size donuts. And she she dropped off with my kids while we were out an entire dozen of these stuffed mini donuts. Now, baby donuts? Baby, like they're the fucking cutest things I've ever seen. It's like a it's like a bakery version of a veal. Oh, that makes me really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's flour. You're it, okay. Well, that makes You're me okay. happy again. <laughs> but that veal. <laughs> you eat an egg. You don't get sad about the egg. That's even more disastrous. All right, let's stick to the baby donuts. So, so these donuts came in. They're all stuffed with something, and some of them were jelly donuts. So my first response to Stuart was, look what Brandy got you. She got you jelly donuts. And he looked <laughs> he looked over at the salted caramel one stuffed with God knows what and said, oh. I said, no, no, no. I said, she got you the jelly donuts. Clearly a donut <laughs> I would not eat because it is not grape jelly. What? What are you putting grape jelly in a donut well, for? I don't appreciate anything jelly, really, unless it's a humintashin. You know, the triangle, dewy cookies with the of jelly right in the middle. Oh, those are so good, but they don't have fucking grape. No, they have the, They have lots of flavors, but I only eat the apricot. Well, apricot's a delight. It's it's one of man's greatest accomplishments. I love apricot hamantashen. They're delicious, especially when I can remember the name because I can never remember the name. And I don't care. I eat them too quickly. So no one even saw what it was going into my mouth. Apricot, delicious. Delightful. What was the apricot jellied concoction you made for me when we were in Atlanta? Oh, <sighs> hard to say. When we were at the hotel? Yes. Oh, well, that wasn't a concoction. Oh, my God. We were out to eat. I was in a restaurant. I'd hardly call it making. I took a piece of whole... I I combined elements of the buffet at the Four Seasons. I don't remember if it was the Four Seasons or the Ritz, but it was someplace nice, and they had multiple tables at the buffet, and I I pulled from areas that didn't belong together and put them into one morsel bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a piece of the whole grain sliced from the loaf, unbelievable seedy weedy delightful bread that was gently toasted so it was just crisp enough then still soft and warm and gooey on the inside of bread I smothered that with some of the salted butter from over on the pancake station and then on top of no I didn't use salt I put salted butter and then I put cream cheese from the bagel and lock station on top of that and then I took the apricot jam yes from some other place and smeared that on top and I think I put maybe a pistachio on the top of it too I don't remember but anyway the whole thing no or maybe it was a slice of cucumber it was delightful whatever it was because it was you crunch into it but then it's sweet and salty but still creamy and there's oh my god it was amazing and it's something I never would have made myself and you threw together something from (laughs) every table yes it it was a piece of buttered toast but it was really good (laughs) I hate you all right hold on hey listen don't hate there, sometimes there's nothing better than a piece of buttered toast. Hold on. I'm not a hater. Hold on. What are we holding on for? House hunting, all the bread updates, and how annoying are Zoom calls? All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. 
cutting you out. <laughs> You're spit drinking. Dear listener, are there other jellies that you appreciate? Jams? What? I don't want to know the difference. Other jellies that you appreciate? There's a big difference. And where where do you want your jelly and jam? And what flavor belongs where? Because clearly there are places for each flavor. And they're really, to me, not interchangeable. Do you have opinions on jelly and jams? Do you have opinions on how amazing Amy's buttered toast is? sounded because it's super amazing let me tell you so concord grape jam concord grape jam really only has one purpose and that's betwixt and alongside and commingled with some peanut butter that's it it doesn't serve any other purpose i don't even know why they made it you can't if not for that there's only one purpose it's not useful in any other way if you stick that shit inside a donut i'm gonna fight you it's not worth it it's not good however Pretty much every other jelly and jam, mostly, can go anywhere you want. I mean, think about it. There's fig jam. There's apricot jam. Mm, there's red pepper jelly. Oh, that's a delight. There's strawberry jam. There's there's raspberry jam. I have every single one of these in my house. I'm just actually visualizing the fridge and the pantry right now. For And there's probably six more that I haven't mentioned. Oh, orange marmalade. That counts. Even so so are they all, are they all mm-hmm. interchangeable to you? Um, they are all multi-use. To me, that's a very different thing. They're not necessarily interchangeable. Apricot jam is most frequently used as a glaze in our house. So you boil it down and you get it really, really thin and viscous and you strain it and then you use it as a glaze over a whole bunch of other stuff and you kind of don't even know what it is, but it's this delightful, delicious, it's kind of a base and a glaze for other things. I would never substitute anything else for that in that application. But... I would eat a hamantaschen with apricot, Ugh. with raspberry, mm. with probably fig, with probably don't know what that I hadn't thought of yet. Probably I'd eat a blueberry one. I wouldn't really like it, but I'd still eat it. If it was Concord grape, I'd say, who are you? Who would make a Concord grape anything other than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I don't it's know. It's just so sad. But it's super sad. My my girlfriend who bakes hamantaschen, she was a baker in her previous life, she makes all kinds. So she'll take a peanut butter cookie and she'll put like Nutella in the middle and make a chocolate peanut butter hamantaschen. She'll make all kinds. Yeah, you're very, very, very happy. And you need to keep her in your life. Yeah, she, I don't see her I enough. I don't need, see have, her at all. You have to elevate her. And you have to elevate her. Well, you don't have to see her, but you have to elevate her in your life. You should send her a text today. And then at the end of that text stream, when you're saying, gosh, I never get to see you. And also, have you made any of those peanut butter hamantaschen? <laughs> but what if she made... What if she made that peanut butter cookie and put a splash of Conquer grape right in the middle of that hamantaschen? I would try it and I would say good for you and I would be very specifically supportive and positive. I would find the good. The truth is, I really don't like peanut butter and jelly anything other than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, fair enough. I don't, I don't ever order the peanut butter and jelly flavored dessert. I don't want chocolates that are flavored peanut butter and jelly. I there's a lot of people who want to take peanut butter and jelly and put it as a flavor combo and other things. And I think they're super misguided. It's, it's to me kind of like the people who want to make popcorn taste like bubble gum. Like there's certain things where it's like, no, you're just not getting it. Stop. Or raisins and ice cream. These are these are, these people walk the earth. And they must be purged. Yeah, that's I told you. Raisins hold no place in society. They are they're a mistake, and people are embracing that mistake. Would you do a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich? 
I would try it if someone endorsed it and made it and it was their specialty, but I would never order it. Why would I want that? Why would I want that? I thought I, that, I, I thought uh, that as well, but I've also had one and it was kind of great. So I'm sure that it's like the, if you decide at home you're going to make it on toast and it's super gooey and hot and creamy and I mean I get that it would work, but I'm just I, I think peanut butter and jelly is great and it's its beginning, middle, and end. It's its own thing. I don't need it to stretch out into other realms. Crunchy or creamy peanut butter? I love both, but on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it's got to be creamy. Really? Yeah, creamy. I'm at war with my family as they are creamy people. And I am a, once I discovered crunchy peanut butter and how it's a fucking meal, like I like to chew and textures are important to me. Right. You're the only person I've ever met who likes crunchy peanut butter. You serious? I'm not making a joke. I'm 100% serious. I like it, but I never buy it because it's not worth the fight and I don't adore it that much. But yeah, I mean, I like it. No, you're the only person I've ever met. Dear listener, do you like crunchy peanut crunchy butter? Peanut butter. No, no one likes it. It's always on the shelves, never sells out. No, nobody likes it. So they make those single serving cups that I used to send to, of peanut butter that I used to send to school with my kid. And she, I got the, I finally found the crunchy ones, the crunchy cups. And yeah, it's like, all this time they don't make them because nobody wants it. She was That's offended right. by it. So I've, I ate all of those. <laughs> How dare you, ah. I believe was her quote. How dare you oh, send me with crunchy how peanut butter? How dare you? Yeah, she was pissed. Um, so while we're talking about food, I would like to ask you. Hey, Amy. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, Amy. How's sourdough going? Oh, God. Well, it's going great. It's going great, Melissa. I'm here to tell you. Tell me. It's great. I'm really proud and I don't uh, believe secure you. and confident in my accomplishments. And I've begun documenting with photographic evidence so that I can share. And in the meantime, I think we should discuss your holla. No, wait. I think you made some holla. I did. I absolutely did. But so have you made progress? Did you keep find a warm place to keep it? Did you? Uh, it is bubbly. I don't want to say foamy, but it's got big, large, uh, almost soap bubbly-esque bubbles in it. So it's definitely bubbling. It's working. And it's definitely it's definitely growing. And it's definitely taking probably three times as long always. And I, I think the real reason for that is twofold. One, my husband is still waging war against our utility bill. And it's really, it's really ridiculous. We got uh, Duke Energy, I told you, comes and they send this thing saying, you are within, you know, you are 70 billion percent more efficient than other homes in (laughs) your area. More efficient. It's usually great, great. It's usually highest marks. And then we got one where we were dinged. And it was, and they don't care. They make more money when we spend more money. So, I mean, this, this is a meaningless counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive yeah, but for them. For, he has, he signed up for an app where he can monitor the thing outside his phone all day long. He signed up for like these crazy alerts. If it goes over some number, he set the dial to 66 during the day. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. My nose he's is running. Fucking, he's not fucking it. here. He's not fucking here. When these temperatures are going the way they're going. So back to the sour sourdough and this emphasis on the sour. So back to the sourdough. It's taking a long time probably because the ambient temperature in my house is 41 degrees. So it's very cold in here. Uh, it's just taking longer to do the same thing. So I have to have more patience. And I'm trying not to get too frustrated, but I'm standing by my sourdough plan. And I would love to give the world's double loaf biggest shout out. 
And holla to you because I saw something on social media yeah, that did. frankly fucking floored me. Shocked you, huh? Clue, clue, clue us in, Shaka Khan. You got to tell me what happened. So I have a 17 and a half year old son who's going to be leaving for college. And you know I do forced family fun, but I'm also inventing experiences for he and I to have together that uh, he can remember that we can do and and be together without fighting, which you'd think baking. (laughs) That's a very exact science. There's no way you didn't fight. It's kind of a pivot. I'm not sure that I would have. That's sort of not the one I would have picked. Glad that it worked for you. Yeah. Quality time is what I was looking for. Also, quantity time is really what I was looking for because (laughs) – I have a recipe from an, an old camp um, experience, an old camp kitchen mate, and I kind of changed it a little, but, and after you make something, you don't do something right, you do something right, you, you change it again for next time, but you, you tweak until it fits and you do it right. I mean, baking, different elevations change what you're making. Like, so anything could change it. Last week, you discussed how the water you use changes the pizza and the bagel. So it's every element that you're using changes constantly. So you are definitely trying to tweak it as you go. But I I showed him a very simple recipe and we took out all the ingredients and I got to use the KitchenAid mixer that my <gasps> husband got me for Hanukkah this year. Oh my god! I never opened this is it. A triple. Yeah, I never opened what? it because where am I going to put it? Like, where does it go? Where do you keep it? Is something else to sit on a countertop? That is not what I'm looking for in my kitchen. I'm looking to clear the countertops, and this was this is just a monster that sits there and mocks you that you're not using it and collects dust. So. The other issue is once you make baked goods, you're eating baked goods. And if you're avoiding eating baked goods, that mixer is, again, taunting you. So we made dough and it said, all right, let this fucker go and sit for two to three hours. All right, I could do that. So we put it in a lightly oil, overly oiled bowl and <laughs> gross, so gross. Yeah. And we let it sit and it exploded. Like it just got two to three times its size and then I split it. We both, he, I said, do you know how to braid? Because challah is braided bread. So do you know how to braid? He's like, well, I know how to cross things. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> now I'm going to have a That's crucifix. I'm making a challah <laughs> and you're making yep. a crucifix. That's turned, super. Turned into a kind of a different activity. Very yeah. different. Uh, so we both, I split this massive thing hours later and I we pounded it down and then I said, all right, so split that into three even parts any way you want, which gave him the chance to not have me tell him what to do. We were just talking and it was it was so I, I nice. I love that you think that's giving him control. I just have to jump in. That was the most explicit direction that could ever be given. Split this into three even parts. There's really no equivocation there, but well, do it any way you like. There's no evenness how, how's either. He gonna, how's he going to deviate? They have to be three, and they have to be even, and they must be split. I love you. I so, I'm just, I'm just saying it's full appreciation. Holla! So I, Continue, well, please. I split the big one in half. So I gave him his half to really do whatever he wants with, and I showed him what I was doing, or actually he watched. As as three and I part. said, you know, this says she, this woman weighed each of the three pieces. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, you can. I'm not yeah, weighing you know, shit. You can just I'm, eyeball. I'm, eyeball right. is fine. Yeah. 
So I eyeballed it and I started to braid mine. I'm like, whatever, dude, if you want it fat in the middle, you got fat in the middle. I don't care what you do over there. Just He's like, I don't think this could be 18 inches. And I said, that's what she said. It was really. Welcome to college. It was, it was fun. <laughs> like we had a good time. But he's, again, anti-carb these days. So when I uh, braided mine. Bakery. And basted it. By the way, I don't have any sort of basting brush. I have nothing of the sort. That tool does not exist here. So if. You asked me if I whipped an egg and I then dipped a paper towel in the egg and rubbed it all over, then yes, that's what okay. I did. All right. Okay. Get it done. And after Make his happened. Good for you. After I did after he did his, right? Uh, he looked away since he wasn't eating it anyway, and I shook everything but the bagel seasoning on his all over his. Which oh my God, why don't we put that on everything but the bagel? It's so good. So yeah, I, I slipped those fuck, and then I had to let that sit for another forty-five minutes for it to yep. do something else. Proof, yeah. The science behind it really doesn't interest me. The science of eating it <laughs> is what is wild, interesting. So I go to put it in the oven, and I look over on the counter that oh, and by the way, my son cleaned. He's we're cleaning tables down because of course you're using the island, so you have to have it super clean before you start. Super clean afterwards because you had you had things, uncooked things on there. He's cleaning everything. And I got really excited that there's a future for this child. <laughs> Remember when your oldest uh, woke himself up for the first time with an alarm of him banging on his own door? Yes. This was kind of like my epiphany of, wait, you just went over to clean the kitchen table too because it can happen. we're cleaning. Yep. So you might as well finish the job I got really excited and then uh I as I was about to put it in the oven I look over on the counter which is now spotless because boy did a good job and there's a a huge stick of butter there just you know softening is what Stuart said (laughs) (laughs) he said I'm softening the butter I said are you are you really so he was getting ready for a man who doesn't also doesn't eat carbs you're making carbs in his house. You have to eat them. And I really There's wish. There's some carbs in this house. There's some carbs in this house. I really, really wish that I could go through all of this and not eat it. Because I'm really trying to be better. Not good, but better. Uh, but I get so much joy from carbs. I just have to shut the fuck up. Well, what does better mean to you? Curiously. Are you, surely you're not looking to lose weight. So are you trying to do some sort of a health thing? No, I just want to maintain. Are you trying to lose a few ounces? Like what do you, what's your, what does better look like to you? I want to maintain. You're in, ma- you're in maintenance mode. Yeah. In maintenance mode, in maintenance mode, carb day is meaningless. You don't even have to have temporary guilt about it. You have to have temporary guilt about the day after carb day, which is carb day part two. As long as it's right. just one day. Once you start it up. And then you're, yeah, everything in moderation, including moderation. So there are going to be days of your life. There, When you're on vacation, there might be week, a weeks of your life where you overdo something. And then when you get back into the habit of regulating, sometimes you're you're overdoing the under. You're you're doing way too little of eating something or way, you know, way too much of exercising because you're trying to balance everything out over this long bell curve. So you're at a place where one day, one meal, don't even give it a thought. Don't even I'm not there right now. I'm in the over everything, overeating, overindulging. It's great. But it's terrible. So I'm trying to maybe kind of baby step out of that. But for you, 
You don't get to be feel. You don't get to feel sad. Why are you feeling sad? Your sad days are gone. You've clipped in. There's no sadness left. Ask your therapist. They're there for you twice a day, as far as I'm understanding. Ask your pellet therapist. Are you still clipping in? Are you still spinning yourself to freedom? I clip in every day. Um, Okay. But I I don't kill myself on that bike anymore. I'll do. Yesterday I did 20 minutes, and I was like, oh. Uh, 10 minute low impact. I'll do that. Oh, 10 minute arms. I'll tone 10 minute arms. So by the end of it, I, I, I had done a few of them, but, um, well, what does 10 minute arms on a bike mean? You're pedaling the bike, but then you're also doing something with your arms or you're not even pedaling the bike. You're just listening to them while they walk you through arm exercise. So I'm just curious. So they, you're do this one is on the bike. Some of them are off the bike for 10 minute arms, but I chose okay, one that so was, they are, they are just a system. You can do everything on the bike or off the bike. Yeah. This one I chose on the bike and she, uh, she's like, I want you to fix your right leg forward. You know, she told you how to stabilize yourself mm-hmm. and then go through it. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. But only because you look like that. <laughs> and I don't. So I'll listen to you Aww. the same way. If you were to come to me and say, where do I get the best cookie? I'm the one who knows. <laughs> so she's, she's going to be <laughs> well, the expert. On- I mean, you know, I've beach time is coming. It, whether, whether the COVID lets us go or not, the beach time is coming. So I'm super jealous and proud of you for doing this stuff. And thinking ahead, I mean, you're doing it for right now, but I'm already looking ahead to the many, many months away of when sand might be in my future. Mm. I just, I got to get some beach in my life. Sand is going to be That's in your future in February, right? No, 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 no. I'm trying to talk to you about Margate. I was trying to do, don't, just cut this part out. I was trying to do a seamless jump into you to say, well, it's funny you mentioned beach. I was trying to get you I'm to not talk cutting about this Margate. part out. I'm playing it. Awesome. And I will tell you. <laughs> That <laughs> you lazy, I'm, you're a lazy woman. Well, there's that. Um, but that's got nothing to do with the fact that I wanted the listeners to hear you say, I tried to give you a segue into, <laughs> I went house hunting with my spouse. Yes, tour day, two days ago, you Friday. You physically went? You physically went? We went to the beach. To the beach, everybody. To the beach. Well, I'm really pissed off. You've made braided bread and eaten it. And going to the fucking beach. I have. I, I'm mad now and I don't like you. You'll get, a, you'll get over that. Everyone it. does. Do you know I have. I'm just used to hating Stuart. Now you're, <laughs> you're fucking with him. Do you know I have Jesus, a sister-in-law? That, God damn it. I'm sick of him. Every time he's got to drag you away from me. Thanks for nothing. You don't even like the beach. I don't. Why are you? Why? Do you know. Don't indulge him. I have a sister-in-law who rediscovers me each time she sees me. <laughs> So I don't know if I should be offended by that or not, but after I see her or talk to her every time she calls me or writes me, texts me to say, I had such a good time with you. <laughs> and I'm so surprised. She's shocked every time. <laughs> oh my God. That was so much fun. Why don't we do that more? That was so great. I had such a great conversation. Okay. Oh, that's sad. I think I'm offended by how shocked you are every, <laughs> every time. But all right. I enjoyed it as well. So <laughs> thanks. Question mark? Question mark? No. Uh, yeah, we took it. Is this the sister-in-law who was in Margate? No. Is, this, is that also part of the? Okay. No. We Go took ahead. a drive down to the beach to look at like 12, 13, 14 properties, which is i mean now wait a minute i gotta get i gotta get my steward on privilege okay, problems gonna, here i gotta slow no i gotta slow you down i gotta slow you down because i want to make sure i get it all so 
in order to see these 17 properties, yeah. which clearly had been pre-vetted, scheduled, organized, arranged through a third party so that, and probably aligned, so that you could strategically move in the most efficient manner from one to the next to the next to the next on a schedule. This was all arranged in advance yes. and presented to you as, hey, Melissa, I was thinking... <laughs> And then the and then dot dot dot. Is that is that effectively how the shit went down? That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> yeah, I don't live anywhere in that universe. That's no I don't even know what that is. Why don't that we do, frankly sounds so cheerful and delightful? Why don't we to do me? a spontaneous not- trip down to the beach where someone has been calculating how to meet with these four houses? The up- exact GPS. Then the next then the next one is with a builder uh, at this time, but we'll have already seen four houses and these four. Yeah, that's that's exactly how that worked. And we drove down there and a realtor and her personal assistant met us there. You know, when the people who are working with you for you have nicer cars than you do and nicer, like you're thinking this person's doing well. I don't think they need me, but well. No, I and the only piece of that that I left out was how much and well, not how much of his time because that's pretty much I don't think he really does anything inefficient with his time. He's probably working this shit out when he sleeps. The only thing that I left out in this is how quickly did he begin this process? Was he on the plane coming back from Florida, covered up in all the COVID goo, and saying, you know, realtor number five, like trying to figure out what's happening in Margate. How about this house? We should close in February. We should have our... Hey, Melissa. Melissa. I was looking at this place. They love dogs. I repeat. Oh. I repeat. My husband does not have a speech impediment. Just Amy (laughs) pretending to be my husband has a speech impediment. I'm so jealous and angry. Why? It'll be your house too. No, no. Nobody's softening butter for me. No, it's not happening. Okay? No. That Just was, continue with your life. It was so, so good. You're sitting there in the Tesla, or was it was it the Land Rover? Which one did you take to second house shop? We uh, <laughs> fuck you. We took you're my so car. We so took my car because <laughs> I didn't want to have to stay down there and Great charge Poupon? his car. Yes, <laughs> with the Great Poupon. <laughs> we went down and we looked at we put some raisins in the cooler. Yeah, Ew, in the raisins. in car cooler. There is no human purpose for raisins the only purpose they serve is killing canines and who wants to do that no one i don't i don't i don't want to do that so so we looked at some properties and and we looked at and then we decided we both have very different ideas what are we looking for in a second in a second property we don't you really have different ideas we do on this one we do because i don't love the beach i don't care i don't love the beach and he loves the beach so what he what's important to him is proximity. He has to be able to walk there to get there. He'd love to be able to see it, but nobody has that kind of money in our family, so we're going to let that go. Uh, there's no immediate toes in the sand feeling from from us. So you have to be able to walk there. For me, the box I need checked is I need to be able to – remember, we're getting this place because we're selling one that's too far to drive to. We're selling one that's too far to go to on the regular and use. And if you don't use it, what the fuck is the point of having it? It's nice for the last few years to be able to lend it out to friends of ours. But we'd like to enjoy something we're investing in also. So we are letting that go next month and hoping to substitute it with something we can access. And doing that means I'm bringing the dogs. 
So I need a door that opens and a patch of grass where they could maybe frolic a little, pee poop, pick up right away because you can't frolic if your backyard is the size of a postage stamp and full of shit. And I do have three dogs who poop at least twice a day. So there you have it. If we're going to be down there for more than an afternoon, they need a place to be outside. So Stuart wants maybe a pool close to water and I want green. We could not really find anything that had both. Well, I would think that yours is the easier to adapt in that if there is any kind of a space at all that could be concocted or I'm not going to be super gross and say turfed, although it is possible to teach your yeah. dogs to shit on turf. Yeah. To be turfed or in some way. Sod. Uh, I, well, I know that, I know that, no, I mean literal, literal turf, yeah. astro turf, fake grass. There's, there's uh, a whole school of thought and I kind of wish we had gone down this road, but we didn't. When you're first training your dogs to use the bathroom effectively, to make sure that they only ever go on mulch or rocks to have a patch of mulch or rocks for them always. And then that way they never kill your lawn. But it's weird for a dog to desire to go on mulch or rocks. They have to be trained to do it. But the difference is you're always going to have mulch or rocks somewhere on your, in your landscape there. You can have more of that. Than you. So, I mean, it's a, you could, you can train them to deuce it anywhere. The problem is that's more work for you. In any event, I'm sure you found places with pool. I'm sure you found places with a something that could be converted into, you know, the shit square. There's, 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 this can happen. I found what the perfect, you find? I found the perfect house for the D sharps. <laughs> I found, Oh, that's all that matters. Sorry, Stuart. Yeah. I found the perfect house. I found the perfect cul-de-sac. Dear listener, I'm sure we've told you, but I'll recap if you're a newer listener, this group of friends and I want to find a cul-de-sac somewhere where we can each have a house in the sack and maybe even a common area where we could all meet up for social things and for for meals and for things like that. Uh, we could wait to see if COVID absolutely kills a university and we can kind of commandeer a small university somewhere. <laughs> I've been thinking about that, actually. And uh, I guess so. It was overwhelming by midday. I was like, okay, I've hit a wall. Like, I don't even remember these places anymore, even though I have the papers. We've taken notes. We've done all this stuff. So we come home, and it's a time for another Zoom call, right? This one, this is what our family has picked up. They've picked up doing birthday Zoom calls for for my kids' aunts, right? So Zoom calls for a birthday. People you haven't seen in years, months, centuries, uh, decade, whatever. I skipped a whole decades. But all of these people show up on a screen. You can't talk to any of them. It is the worst idea ever. Have you not been in a meeting or a Zoom call before? What makes you think that having a birthday Zoom call with people you desperately want to talk to is better? Like, it's just crazy. Are you having any of these? No, I don't participate. I can't stand it. I had actually a Zoom board meeting on whatever day it was, Friday, actually, so not that long ago. It was one of the better ones, but it was still awful. And I just can't abide meeting this way. It's it's as bad as conference calls are, and I've done a number of them. I mean, I have clients, had clients all over the United States, so doing shared you know 30 people on the phone at the same time works because I'm giving a presentation right 
and I can control. There's an agenda. I'll set housekeeping. Well, I'll set the housekeeping at the beginning and I'll say, here's how this is going to go. And it's great for people to have questions at any time. But because of our format, I, you know, you're going to do it in the answer it in the chat. And then I have somebody looking at the chat while I'm doing the presentation. And then Love they'll it. ask me these questions. Love or, it. Yeah. I mean, it, it flows. You understand. How, or at the end, we're just going to do. Uh, one person asks a question, I'll answer that question, and then we'll go on to the next, any other, any other. So it's a very it's a very easy, it's not like you're in a board meeting where it's a free-for-all. Everybody needs to, everybody need, hasn't seen each other in three months and don't want to forget to say this one piece and also commenting on all this personal stuff and four people start talking at the same time and then all four people shut Stop up. Stop and, and it's then, quiet and, uh, and you're like, so j- ha- uh, how's your kid? Your kid. I don't know who that is. And invariably, invariably, the things that we're discussing, I think this is a part of it too. It's not so with a birthday call, I don't think. Invariably, what we're discussing in all of these forced weirdy meetings is how do we do this shit now? Because it doesn't work. Maybe it does work with birthday calls the same way. Instead of having a cake, where if you wouldn't have seen these people for their birthday anyway, if you wouldn't have driven to their house or taken them to a meal, the call is kind of fucking weird. Because you wouldn't have been seeing them. If you normally just had a phone call, why are you not just having a phone call? So there's that part. But here, what we're discussing is all of our plans for the next four months have been scrapped. And we still have these financial goals that we have to hit. And we still have these obligations that we have to do. And we still have this constituency we have to serve. And all these, you know, so here are all the requirements. And there's no clean path to get there. Let's all talk about it with no direction and no real idea of how we're going to solve it so it's just an it would have been an awkward in-person meeting right the format really gets in the way so all these birthday calls where you got to sit there and smile and be happy the whole fucking time uh-uh, uh-uh. my kid said uh-uh. can we it's drop off it's two weeks in a row we had my kids were like can we drop off i'm like absolutely we're not here for this we already called her and wished her a happy birthday i spent an hour on the phone with her today let's go and we're off she's we're not it's not for me I, it was a courtesy inviting our family. It's her friends that she hasn't seen. And I, it's awkward enough when our whole family gets on and we don't talk because nobody's listening anyway to us. But when you have people you don't know, I don't belong here. So we drop off ASAP. Did you see our face? Good for you. We wave and we're out of there. That's it. Um, and that was that was it. And then our kids are like, was this our family time? And I said, oh, no, we started. Oh, no, you dumb fuckers. We started watching a new series together. And it's not one they'd watch on their own anyway. It's one that they save for us. And I said, if you watch it on your own, you have to watch it a second time with us because now they're liking it and getting curious. It's a series on Netflix called Lupin. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? No, I've it's again, everybody is is bullying me into watching it. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm up to my tits and grays. I have I have in as I like to call it, I have infinity seasons of Grey's Anatomy that I have to fucking wade through. But anyway, no. So that one's on the list. I ha- the only thing I've seen about it. One hot guy two really moody and three. Some people are pushing back on the way that it's dubbed, which I don't think I'm going to care about. I love I really it. I like that show. I like Spanish underpants, so I'm not going to have a problem with this. So evidently, it's a it's a voiceover and not just a subtitled. It's like it's like voiced that Spanish over. show that I watch. Correct. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, voiced yeah. over, and um, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. It's French. It's voiced over, and then Mallory turned to me yesterday as we were watching like episode three or four, and she said. I kind of wonder what their real voices sound like. Like she really wants, like, because 
we're used to what we hear now and, and we're over the whole dubbing thing. It only takes about four minutes to get absolutely into this. It's capery. Exactly. It's capery. Oh, it's sting-like. It's it's so good. Um, and so I'm going to adore it. Yeah, you're going to adore it. So we're, I think, on episode four and really enjoying it. And it's not one of those, I can't believe you made me watch this. They're like, so are we watching another one tomorrow? So today is Right, you want to do it now or? Yeah, yeah. I love If that. we do it now, do we not have to do it tomorrow? I'm like, Go to, go eat some challah and shut up before that butter is liquid. So how far have you gotten into Grey's? I think that I have just started season three. It is as ridiculous. That I, can, I can chart the ridiculousness thus. Uh, the hospital has already blown up. Uh, Meredith has decided was trying to decide between dating two doctors and she picked one and now everybody is sleeping with everybody in overlapping circles it's just it's just laughably ridiculous but here's here's what i what i like about it and i also identified what i really didn't like in the beginning i i had a really hard time with the actress portraying meredith gray the lead actress because every time that i watched her in the beginning seasons she i was so aware of her acting she she wasn't Meredith Grey yet. She was an actress, and I didn't get why she was cast. I didn't get. I didn't understand the choices she was making. I was. It was just clumsy. And everyone around her was really pitch perfect, and she was not. And I sort of was like, why on earth is this woman the head of everything? I just didn't get it. She has evolved in the role, or the role has evolved around her, or who knows what. But she's gotten a lot better. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. Even specific things like. The way that she kisses in the very first episode, she has this kiss with this doctor called McDreamy, and it is the most awkward, weird, clumsy, don't want to watch it kiss. And they somehow figured it out. So a lot of things have gotten a lot better in that way, which I like. Aside from all that, the thing that's interesting about this show and the reason I think that you were telling me it's going to hold up, doesn't matter when you start, you'll be hooked. It is because the entire show is a whole world and it's a world outside of time. When you step, and I remember, I used to work as a marketing director of marketing in a hospital, so it's there's a lot of overlap for me on a different level. I wasn't a surgeon, but I had to deal with these people, and so the reality of it is nice. The human element, the development of the characters, that arc is nice. The ridiculous TV stuff you overlook because you need some. Le- we never had a fucking bomb come into our hospital, okay? And I worked there for a long time. In any event, it's an entire world. You don't care what's happening outside because everything that's happening inside like a Harry Potter is an entire world, right? You somehow get that it's associated with the time you're in now, but it doesn't have to right. be. It can so carry anywhere. It's a beginning. It, you are just in the entire world of this place. In, in a lot of ways, like restaurant dramas are that same way. They're so fixated. It's they're what you're doing and it's procedural. It, it's happening here and nothing outside really matters because this is the task. So I like that a lot. And from a writing perspective, there's a lot to be learned. But Stuart, it definitely has infinity seasons. There's way too much of this shit. Stuart gave me through. a book to read called The House of God. He's like, this is what we go through in the hospital. This is what. And, and I read this book. Oh. And, and every there's sex in every room. There's And I said, honey, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what? <laughs> why don't you look me right in the eye and tell me what you're trying to tell me? Because it seems like you want me to know something. And he said, no, this is just there. There are things in the hospital and I'll be watching an episode of any one of those shows, which I'm not allowed to watch at night or he'll wake up running codes on me in the middle of the night. And I, I like a full Stat. night's sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Clear. And all of a sudden he puts his hands on me and jolt. Like, I don't need that. So he says, 
yes, those things happen, but that one episode will happen in the course of a year. And the one with the bomb in the body cavity in the course of 70 years. Like that's not a thing. Right. That so he said if you'd like to stretch that out to be the course of a year, yes, that episode does happen in a hospital. So that was that was interesting that and I said, and sex in every call room. He's like, yeah, who the fuck has time for that? I said, all right, I feel better. Thank now. you. And and who's not so, so fucking tired all the time? And who has nothing okay. to do right now? So let's go have sex. Because I know there are three patients right now that are staring side eye at my husband who are waiting for test results for him to come back to the room to come out and tell well, him what's quite going on. Honestly, I thought two. I thought two. One of the most relatable things. It sounds terrible to say that because it's not relatable to me, but. Uh, believable I think is the thing there's a character who fell asleep while she was having sex at home (laughs) and I was like yeah now we're talking exhaustion understand I see how that could happen it's not happening to me (laughs) but that's the thing right no I mean it really hasn't but that's the thing right and then the other thing is they spend a lot of time dealing with the penis like a ton of time there's all this penis stuff. They just, in the most recent episode that I watched, there was a husband, an ex-husband and a wife who were having secret sex all of a sudden and they got stuck together and they had to come in in the middle of his dick up in her and they had to try to separate them on the x-ray table because that happens a lot. you know. And then another guy comes in and he's got a non-Viagra-related uh, priapism where the, the, he's got an erection that just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And then they have the jerkiest, hottest intern there who can't get it up with the hottest, hottest intern who he likes a lot. Absolutely can't get it up. So are you offended by the fact that there's so much penis uh, storylines or are you just sharing all the penis storylines? I'm not offended by it. I just it's just a little bit ridiculous, but it's not like they would have if just related to any other body part. Do we have to talk about boobs and every is it would it be boobs, 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 boobs? You know, I mean, it's just it's just silliness. But the flaccid part cracked me up because it seems like this it's a Hollywood go to where the guy can't perform. That's just not it's as unrealistic to me as the two people doing it and having to get separated on the x-ray table. It just seems like an unrealistic setup. I just don't know. It's not like I talk about this, but I don't know. I was just, honestly, that's why I put it on the board. I was curious about this. I don't think it's a real thing. I know it's a real thing, but I don't think, I don't think it's a common thing. I don't think that everybody's like, oh, that always happens. That always happens. You know, yeah, it's not a problem. It's, I've never, ever, ever heard anybody who have said they've even experienced this or know anybody who've experienced this. But on this. TV, they don't they say it happens to everyone? They do. That's always the line. Oh, and the no, answer is it happens it to everyone. And I thought, I haven't seen Does that. Does it? I haven't seen Thank that. Thank you. I, so I just feel like, I feel like that's a little bit of, you know, two people fucking on an x-ray table. It happens to everyone. We see this all the time. No, you don't. No, you fucking don't. You don't. And you don't see fucking priapism either. So anyway, good. I, I actually went, I was so I got so curious about this because I was like, how can this guy who is on this character, this fictitious person who is defined by his sex magically can't can't get it up with this woman? Now, I mean, there's lots of reasons why that happens and all the rest of it. But at the same time, it's like, really, though, somebody who is so defined by sex and has such a low moral center He's going to he's going to have sex with like a, you know, a closet itself, the box. See that shelf. see that couch over there? I've had that couch. Yep. 
<laughs> Thank you. So it's it just didn't it didn't work for me in that way. And I thought, really, are we just talking about this to fucking talk about this? I actually posted in a forum to see if it, and nobody would answer. I said, I'm I'm very curious about this. It's a topic that I see a lot. Does anybody have any experience with a friend, with a person? Has anybody even heard of this happening? Crickets. Nobody would even answer. So how can this be? Is it just that taboo, a thing to talk about? Um, no, I mean, people are definitely embarrassed when they need to talk about dysfunction of, of your manliness. Uh, but I don't This think- was an all-female forum. This was an all-female forum. Have you ever had a partner? Have you ever heard of a friend who had a partner who had this happen? Nobody. Nobody. Huh. Nobody. If it's, the, if it's the every person, if it's the Bob Dole of problems, come on. Bob Dole. Oh, <laughs> what a Bob Dole. Um, yeah, I, I can't tell you I have any experience with it, but I'm led to understand by watching all of the TV shows. No, it, honey, it's perfectly normal. It happens to everyone. I think I feel the opposite. I feel if the wind blows in a certain direction, get it? Direction? Erection? Oh, when we were in the car on our way to house number 76 yesterday, uh, Chuck Schumer came on. CNN because we were listening to CNN. If this leads to an erection, I'm divorcing you in this podcast. And Chuck That's Schumer is trying to say we will have the February 8th uh, trial for the insurrection and it came out as erection. And we just I looked at each that. other and he said to me, you heard it live. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I heard it. I, I was, I noticed it after the fact. And I was like, I, I don't know it, that yeah. it matters that I heard it live. And I, I don't ever <laughs> want to hear Chuck Schumer say erection again. Like that is not something I need to hear from him. The but American people deserve an erection. erection. Well, yeah. obviously Karev doesn't have one when he wants to get it on with Izzy. But nonetheless, um, God, she even knew the characters. She's up in it, gang. Oh, Amy. Oh, Amy. That's like a thousand infinity seasons ago. Oh, Amy. And you still fucking remember what happened between these two crazy people I, decade, uh, more than a decade ago. It, That's nuts. It's not nuts. And Amy, I don't know the Friday Night Lights guy. What's his name? Who? Exp- who oh, ex- I've never seen that show. He's cute, though. You should watch Friday don't Night look Lights. At, You'd don't like look that, at me one that one, too. No. You'd like Darling, that too. If you if you don't think I have enough fucking sport drama in my life, so I really don't need another sports drama. Just saying. So my husband knows that my dear friend Amy Fagazi and I have a project that we've kind of been kicking back and forth every few months. And he said, You know, there's this actor on TV who's an executive producer of his own show. I'm gonna write him and I'm gonna <laughs> see if if he'd be interested. I'm going to write him. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to write him? He said, yeah, you know, he doesn't have that many followers on Instagram. So maybe he'll actually read what I'm writing him. Right. So he writes him. And I said, babe. Is this a stranger? He's talking to a stranger now? Oh, yeah. Or someone he knows. Okay. Total stranger. I said, babe, how many followers do you have on Instagram? And he's like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't use Instagram. Like four. I said, he's not going to read it because you have four. He's like, he's the reason, you're the reason he's not going to read it. It's nothing to do with, and you don't, you no. don't have to do that. You don't, I mean, it's very sweet of you to want to move me into a position of success, but I, um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Amy's working on her book first and then we're going to, we're going to do this and then, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, it's definitely happening. I'm, I'm, uh, was working on it again yesterday. So I've been getting really frustrated and having a tough time during the workday. 
carving out time to do it. And I think it's 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 funny that I was so fixated on this notion of a flaccid penis. What is it? What is it? And it's it's I'm getting ready to relate it to my writing. There's something in there's like a mental block when I sit down during the traditional work day to work on the book. But somehow on the weekend, when I feel like I'm supposed to have my weekends off. That's when I came in here and I wrote for a good portion of the day. And I'm probably going to write some today. And then on Monday, I'll probably get back to doing like, you know, duck, 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 stuff that it's just very weird to take a workmanlike approach to doing this stuff. And that's really that mental shift is the hardest part of making this habit stick. Having said all that, I am I am thinking about it more during the day. What happens when you really get into a flow is you dream about it, you start writing stuff, you can't, it's, it's never off. It's just a question of when can you get your fingers back on the keyboard because it's happening all the time and that's, that's beginning to happen. And the more that that occurs, the easier it is to be writing on multiple, to be writing on multiple projects at the same time. Fake Instagram shot across the bow away, right? Yeah. Beats a flaccid penis. That's it. it anything beats a flaccid penis. Um, yeah, I was I thought it was sweet that he wanted to do that he's like and there's a part for you I'm like there's really not but it doesn't matter because he's not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna write you back but it was sweet um it was very sweet oh it was he's a sweet boy it was nice of him to do he's um very nice there's a Macy what's the Macy's apocalypse well I bought some stuff in December I actually I'm just gonna admit it I bought makeup because I was so right didn't it take six years to get to you it took six years to get to me, and when it arrived, all the shades and everything that I bought was the most horrific, clown-like, wrong. Yeah, so it was just this total waste of everything. <sighs> I've been trying to force myself to make the return. I finally did. For some reason, returns are, like, hard for me. So oh, me too. There's a, there's, a, there's a FedEx package sitting on my desk that just needs to go to FedEx, and for some reason, for three days, I haven't been able to carry it to a FedEx package. What is to box dropbox what's wrong with me i went to macy's i got the thing i walked in and i swear to you you've seen umbrella academy yeah it was like walking into the department store in umbrella academy it was the weirdest experience the beauty counters better than 50 percent of the beauty counters the makeup the perfume were were empty and by empty i mean no product oh no they had you know what they do to storefronts in downtowns that don't operate anymore where they'll hang like a sign, we love you, or something like this, or they'll, they'll put up a picture of a chair in a place that used to be a furniture store. So the I'll make up one, I don't think it was Chanel, but the Chanel counter, for example, had two oversized display boxes of what clearly was not Chanel product sitting on the glass in the case, and that was it. Oh, that's and there sad. was nobody. I'm like, what has fucking happened? We're not a small place. This is a big area. This is, I didn't, I mean. Yeah, but people aren't going into down. malls. They're not, they shouldn't be. It's not even, it's not even really, I mean, you technically don't, don't even call it a mall because it's a freestanding store. This, it's, it's a center. So what we have here is basically a collection of stores that almost operate like a street. Everything is connected outside with brick walkways and, you know, it's, anyway. But the the Macy's building itself, the giant Home Depot-sized, bigger than Home Depot-sized Macy's stands by itself. Gutted, gutted, gutted. And I, I couldn't find the Mac counter. I couldn't even fucking find it. And I thought, what is happening? 
I, when did this happen? And I'm scanning my brain as I'm wandering around thinking, did they go bankrupt and I forgot? Like, did it, was this news that I missed? So finally, I just walked up to the one woman who was in there, Lancome counter, and everything was like a sunglasses hut. Like, they just had weird shit in the wrong places. And she said, yeah, I can, oh, I can help. I said, this is not your product. I'm just trying to do a return. She goes, oh, I can take care of that for you. And sure enough, she did, and blah, blah, just chit-chit, not, nothing, no problem. It was very weird. So now they have like two people who represent everything. I don't even know how that shit works. But thank God I wasn't going there to buy more. I was just going to get rid of the stupid shit because it was so awful. Anyway, it really, I don't know if you've been shopping. No, I have not. Outside of Donut Market. It's not even, it's not even just shopping. Everything is different. I went for a drive and I went, there was construction on the road. So I went a different direction to Whole Foods. And when driving there, <laughs> I passed me the main drag has now two new apartment complexes where there used to be nothing. There used to be a bowling alley for, I don't know, 70 years. The bowling alley was down, knocked down for 15 years. And then I drove by the other day and it's an apartment complex that's finished and people live there. So in the COVID months since March, <laughs> since I've not gone that way, in less than a year, they have built it. They have inhabited it. Inhabited it. They have inhabited it. Happened to hamantashen. They inhabited it. Only apricot hamantashen. They. It's inhabited. Fuck. <laughs> it's got inhabitants. Inhabited. God darn it. Inhabited. Inhabited it. Did it. It. Inhabited. That's it. Did. You stop after the. It okay. um, and now I mean there are there are dogs who live there like I just can't believe <laughs> it used to be this smoke filled whatever bowling alley so all of these places that were it so the building that has grown all of the people that used to be in your loosely put mall are now in building and and living and training their dogs in places that I were flat places I don't know the last time I drove by there and it's shocking to me and it's all because all of these changes are all because we've been kind of in lockdown for so long there are so many things we haven't done I'm wondering what else out in the world is so different that when we see it we're going to be like can I bowl here or where are the reps for all the perfume not spraying on me like so those are two places that are totally different than they were a year ago what else is totally different that we're going to discover if we ever get out of this quarantine mentality? Doctor's offices. I, I, I can't take my dogs into a store. They have to come. I'm not a store, but the vet or grooming or whatever. They have to come get your animal. You can't go in anywhere. I'm fine with that. That's actually a real progress for me. that I don't have to leave my my car with the gray poupon. But, you know, what? what's I looked at houses the other day they're like come into our office I'm like I don't want to come in your office I don't I don't (laughs) want to be indoors somewhere can you talk to me here in the parking lot like I know it's cold but let's chat here like let's I don't want to be the crazy one but the whole world is going to be a different place and well I feel the attitudes are changing for a variety of reasons and they're I think they have changed I don't know that they're changing as much I think that in the coming month we'll see dramatic change again more consistently, but they've already changed. There is, there are more people who are willing to be indoors, in a space, in proximity with somebody else and declare it safe because they've done some level of COVID protection. There are more of those people than 
the other people who don't feel safe indoors for any and reason me. and don't and want to <laughs> limit all the activity. Yeah, you're definitely in the minority. In the beginning, I think you were in the majority. So it has flipped. And, you know, who's to say how long it has taken, but it's definitely flipped. Can the I ask you? people are, are out shopping and doing again. Can I ask you, even though you are told by science and scientists that January and February will be way worse than any other month we have ever had because of different strains and different and inability, like, even though you're being told it's worse than ever, people are saying it's okay to go out? I don't think that it, the answer is yes. And I don't think that they're saying it's okay to go out. I think what is happening is that the protective measures that were put in place, people have put faith in them over the past two to three months and they're doing that. Safe to go out, is very different than having a gathering of 20 people where everyone is eating, drinking, hugging, laughing, screaming, dancing, kissing, and sharing food. That nobody thinks is safe. And the people who are doing that are reckless. That's not, okay. that's not something that's happening. People who have been shopping in a supermarket safely for nine months yeah. are, have also found ways to safely shop in Home Depot and in Macy's and you know yeah we're going someplace with somebody's getting baptized and we're buying a dress damn it and I can't do it online or I have to return it or I'm going to try it on or I'm going to go to Costco or wherever I'm going to go and I'm going to wear a mask the whole time and I'm going to try not to stay in there that long but maybe I did not really with anybody else there's there's a lot of that bubba da bubba da bubba da bubba in the same way that you go to the Amish market and you don't think too hard about it because that's something that you're okay doing and you've learned right that you that my level of caution your well your experience has 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 trained you to think it's weird because it's like buying a lottery ticket but your your experience is reinforcing that this habit is okay every time you walk in there it's, a risk. it's you're buying a new you're buying a new lottery ticket and the odds are identical to a lottery ticket you're not safer next week right. because this past week was okay but your brain is telling you that you are and I know that that's happening it has been happening for a long time so that's the supermarket theory doing the same activity over and over what about expanding your activities like that's you're giving yourself more opportunities more for risk more well as be I also this is just me opinion this is I'm not crazy. a medical anything but no it's this is just my opinion I believe that, that children the are little our future. Bit, the little bit that we know has reinforced the probability of, has reinforced the odd makers, right? The odds makers. So in the beginning, we knew nothing and the choice was activities or death. And that's not the choice anymore. <laughs> that was the choice. Yeah, but our the school has started wrestling are death. again. Our school has started like wrestling and volleyball and they're, all their sports are back and that kind of makes me want to vomit. Like that's okay. Yeah. Well, no spectators, but these kids could roll well, on you, each other. Well, you maybe, yeah, you maybe know this, you maybe don't. They have long been for, since the spring, they've been grading the uh, danger level, I guess, of the risk level of sports. And, you know, lacrosse has been a medium risk, not a high risk you know, football, high risk, basketball, high risk, wrestling, high risk, swimming, low risk, you know, et cetera. So all these different grades have been in place and they've been adjusting them and they've been making making adjustments to the regulations and how people can participate in them safely and on and on. My point to you is, yeah, all that's been happening. We're learning a lot. We're learning new treatment protocols. We're 
closing in on having a vaccinated population. We're nowhere near where we need to be. Things are worse now because we've used up all the resources and and we're past the tipping point of more people getting sick than we can care for them. All of these things are happening. But what we also know is how to treat the disease better, how to stay out of the hospital better, how to avoid catching the disease. In the beginning, we were in our house wiping down bags as they were coming into the house. We were leaving food on the porch for 24 hours. Now... Now it's, yeah, it, you can touch a doorknob. You can go to the ATM at the bank and use some hand sanitizer and go on with your day and sleep at night. Dear listener, what is your comfort level? What kind of jelly do you like? Where does it belong? Uh, we have lots of questions for you. Are you on Team Crunchy, Team Creamy? We want to know everything. You can find and us. And I'm serious. I, I I know it didn't it went over like a lead balloon, but I really am. I've gotten this massive curiosity about the flaccid penis. i it has to be there. It has to be out there. And I'm not talking about a medical reason. I'm not talking about after the third time, it just doesn't happen again. I mean, that, okay. We've Are you all saying, had that experience. so you're talking about he was, pardon the pun, but he was in his head and he couldn't get it. Is that what you're saying? I don't understand. I'm trying to say, I don't, I don't understand that unless there's not a performance an actual an actual an actual medical reason yeah it's on Seinfeld it's on everything it's a go-to joke it's a go-to dramatic line it's a go-to thing and most of those things as a writer you have some level of experience some level and this one I think it's a fallacy pun intended Ah. I just I'm serious I'm totally serious I don't no, I have never heard tell of the mythic animal who, when stimulated manually, somehow decides sex is not for me because, gosh, I'm just hung up on Meredith or whatever the thing is. Right. I, I'm, that's where I'm, I call bullshit. And I, I, it, there is nothing. There is no judgment associated with this in I would, any way. I, would I just don't think it's a thing. I give you an answer. I just have no. I'm, I got You nothing. are proving my point. Yeah, I you got are nothing. proving my point. There's no porn where there's a flaccid penis in there. It's just, it's just not, you know what I mean? It's not a part of the sexual. There's porn where what people would that are doing like? every conceivable thing. What would that look like? Well, if it's a thing that happens in sex, surely there's a fetish somewhere for this. No. I don't know. I don't I'm know trying to picture the the movie of oh come on don't you want me like I don't know how, I don't know I don't know what that would look like. Well, it seems it would become like I do want uh, you. I rever- don't know what's happening. The reverse the reverse bachelor. Well, I, I I didn't go there at all. I thought like the dude was was like a superhero and th- who who had these powers to keep it down and like the women's job was to or the men's job whoever was doing it in this in this porno. Their whole point is I'm going to overcome you. I'm going to I'm going to dominate your superpower and you will be hard. <laughs> so he's trying to resist. <laughs> wow. See, I can't even get my head around it. That's I can't a even lot. get my head around like why would it fucking happen? Well, I don't know. Really? I don't know anything about this topic. It's I don't know why it's interesting to me. And that's a little bit troubling. I'm just trying to say I don't think it's a real thing. And I get that it's difficult. Nobody's going to raise their hand and go, hey, I shit myself in an elevator at work. Like, I get that that's not I the I think first you're more to likely up. to get somebody who's going to confess to shitting their pants than not being able to get an erection. Dear listener, let us know. I, I'm listen brilliant say, I'm at gmail.com. Saying, I'm just saying, just wait a minute. I'm just saying, even a person who has encountered someone else who can't. I'm not saying you have to raise your hand and say, I am the person. I'm well, saying, you know, when they all, tell you the story, it's them, <laughs> you know, no, you, you don't have a, I'm saying 
you likely, because you would have mentioned it, don't have a single friend who's come to you and confessed, I can't believe this happened to me. My partner did not. No one, so it's either happening and no one is talking about it in the whole planet, which would be the first thing that no one ever talks about, or it's not fucking happening, writers. So how are you getting the storyline? All right, do your socials. That's all I've Listen Brilliant on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> brilliant Observations on Facebook. You can find us on T Public. T Public, T E E P U B L I C dot com. And we have t shirts there for sale that you might really enjoy. There's a Patreon page for us where you could help sponsor us to bring you even more exciting content. I reached out today to a an advertiser to see if they wanted to join our family here. We want to hear from you. Write us. Call us. Don't call us. We don't even have a phone. But contact us in one of those exciting ways. Find me on Peloton, Brillob Squad. If you see me there, pretend that you don't because it's not a community for me. I told you it's for therapy. We'd love to hear from you. Grape jelly forever on crunchy peanut butter sandwiches. We love you guys. Have a great one. Take care. Bye.